millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's How Do We Fix It with Richard and Jim. Joan Blades, why living room conversations could help cure our democracy. So, Richard, interesting thing happened recording this podcast. Yeah. We're talking to Joan Blades from the organization livingroomconversations.org, and we got so into it. We ran so over. <laughs> Way over. Yeah. I mean, like, we were doing it for like 45, 50 minutes ago. And, and Miranda, who, who keeps time on us, is like showing she, us the iPhone, and, and she, it's like you guys are 40 minutes. Over. No, 50 minutes. You're crazy. <laughs> so, so we decided we, we're going to try to break it into two conversations. It has two kind of natural halves. So let's roll right into the first half. All right. Let's go. Our show is about fixes. Not the same old left versus right. I am right, I'm right. and you are wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, something new. How to make the world a better place. How, How do, do we, we fix, fix it? it? How do we fix it? So, Jim, this is our third show in a row on our crazy, deep political divide, and how do we fix it? Yeah, you know, we've been talking about this really since the start of our show. You know, and you see this with Sanders and Trump and this, like, alienation of certain groups and this tribalization going on. But they've got a big following, so, you know, maybe the problem begins with us. Well... Part of the problem might be with how we talk to each other and how we fail to talk to each other. And that's why our guest today, I think, is so interesting. This is How Do We Fix It? I'm Jim Meggs. I'm Richard Davies. Miranda Schaefer is our producer. Joan Blades is our guest. She co-founded livingroomconversations.org, which is an effort to bring together both sides of our political discourse and discuss issues in a comfortable, informal setting. Living Room Conversations is an attempt to heal that divide. It's a practical way to bring left and right together, at least to talk to each other. Yeah. Its slogan is open your ears, open your mind, open your home. And on the website, there's, there's a pretty cool video that sort of explains uh, what they're doing. Looking at our political dynamics, we've become increasingly divided and we really have to figure out how to work with each other in a respectful way. Living Room Conversations are a project to help people talk across partisan divides about any issue that is important to them in their community or in the country. Joan is a former technology entrepreneur and a progressive political activist today who co-founded MoveOn.org, and she joins us via Skype from Berkeley, California. So, Joan, we're going to talk about respect for people of different opinions. Uh, first, w- what do you think the problem is with, with our politics today? 
<laughs> oh, that's a huge question. <laughs> we um, start with the first, big ones first. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And thank you for wanting to fix it because that's awesome. One of the key problems I've seen is that we've become increasingly divided. That we don't even share the same facts. And years ago, I was part of a group called Reuniting America. And one of the things I was curious about at the time, and this is 2005, is why aren't conservatives concerned about climate change? I was able to have some really great conversations, and I became good friends with some of the leadership of the Christian Coalition. And, and you were telling me that you learned something from them. We all want a good future for our children and the world. And we were able to have a really interesting, curious conversation. And I realized about uh, six years ago that conversation could no longer have happened. And that's a problem. We need to, to be able to have everyone's best ideas and be able to work together to solve complex problems. So you're saying the problem has gotten worse since you've been part of this? I believe it has. And the data shows that people have self-selected into increasingly more homogenous groups that they're with people that agree with them. And our media has become self-selected and in many cases unaware of that selection that if you're a conservative, you're going to be getting conservative news. And if you're a progressive, <laughs> you'll be getting progressive. One of my friends, John Gable, founded an organization called All Sides, which offers news from left, right and center side by side of the exact same occurrence. And you read it and it's, oh, we are living in different worlds. You know, you said and, that pe people have um, – that they don't even share the same facts. I see this all the time. You know, Rich and I, part of the what makes the show work is Richard's a little more liberal. I'm kind of a – I call myself a squishy libertarian. So, you know, a little bit more on the conservative side on Jim, some issues. Jim's more cranky than I <laughs> And – but I see this a lot in my circles where my friends will, who are all liberal will um, will have a certain set of facts – I have a set of, and I've heard those facts as I read the New York Times every day, but I have another set of facts of people who challenge that worldview that they're not aware of. And they look at me like, where are you getting these crazy ideas when I say, well, actually, you know, I read a study or I read an article in something that wasn't the New York Times, but I feel like there is a, a, a more and more sifting and also some policing. Like, you know, if you go on Facebook and you throw out an unpopular opinion, you know, you're going to be challenged among your set of of friends and acquaintances and maybe ridiculed. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do with the living room conversations is we've created a opportunity for people to very intentionally have a conversation with people that have different viewpoints so that it's not all mediated by the press who, you know, they, I'm sorry, but there's a little bit of an agenda there all too often. Right. And once we sit down with each other and we discover that we like each other, that we have some common values, that everyone in the room is caring and intelligent, then we hear each other in a completely different Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why? I want to walk through some ways that we can be part of the solution on this a little bit later in the show. But let me ask you first, what have you learned from those conversations personally? You cited the Christian Coalition on Climate Change. Do you have other examples? Um, in 2013, the co-founder of Tea Party Patriots I, and I co-hosted a living room conversation on crony capitalism. This is Mar Mark room. Meckler, right, right? Mark Meckler, yeah. I admit I was anxious. <laughs> this was my first time meeting him in person, but we'd been having phone calls with each other. And we really, I got a sense that he was a nice guy. And we wanted to try a living room conversation together. He came with two of his friends. I had two of my friends. And it was a wonderful conversation. We had a great time. <laughs> you know, by the time we were done, I liked Mark even more and I liked his friends. I had not realized that were in fact in huge agreement when it comes to key aspects of criminal justice issues. In other words, there are way too many people in prison. We've got to start using evidence-based practices. The war on drugs has not been a success. Our lack of talking to each other has allowed us to be stuck for decades doing you know, things that are really wrong. There's a great little uh, YouTube video on your website with Mark Meckler. I just want to play a little bit of an extract now. We got into a lot of things where there's common ground. It led us into a discussion of criminal justice reform, which we found there's incredible common ground left and right. I mean, who in this country thinks our criminal justice system is working well and the war on drugs has been a tremendous success? So one of those criminal justice issues was around forfeiture by police. Yes. I learned that we had a lot in common on this issue in 2013. And since that time, I've been learning about criminal justice issues. And forfeiture is one of those issues that just had my jaw drop. I couldn't believe the fact that we have law enforcement in the U.S. preying upon citizens taking their property without any kind of judicial process. And if you're a poor American, you can have thousands of dollars worth of property taken from you and you don't have the money to get it back because it requires legal representation. And law enforcement has been incentivized to do this because they get to keep the proceeds. Yeah, it's really an outrageous system. And I think, you know, you have seen, um, particularly on the libertarian side, a lot of pushback on it. But it's such a great example. Like, it seems like any any fair-minded person would look at this and say, you know, this is bad for all kinds of reasons that um, that both left and right can agree on. So we need both sides, you know, to work yes. together. 
to the tune of billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. This and, is not small time. And as you say, it, and the, the impact so often hits people who are lower income and they don't really have the resources to fight it. Um, and there was a lot of that kind of predatory policing. Actually, in Ferguson, Missouri, you know, yes. part of the backstory there was this very bad relationship between the public and the police because the police were a revenue center for that distressed community and, and, mm-hmm. and for the court system yeah too. and in not in a way that just was that was very very abusive collecting not necessarily forfeiture but all kinds of fines and penalties for all sorts of minor infractions but i i want to i want to talk about um something in your history uh joan that i find really interesting so you founded moveon.org at a time in the 90s um when when there was a the big impeachment attack on President Bill Clinton, and the the goal of the organization was let's move on enough with this, right? <laughs> you call it an organization in 1998, halfway through the impeachment scandal, six months into it, my husband and I put up a one sentence petition: Congress must immediately censure the president and move on to pressing issues facing the nation. This was something that we wrote so you could love Clinton or hate Clinton and agree the best thing for our country was to censure and move on. And it was actually a very unifying petition. We had Republicans delivering it to the GOP headquarters, thousands and thousands of signatures. And we had no plan, honestly, to start an organization. We thought it was a flash campaign, but under a hundred of our emails went out to friends and family, and then we had 100,000 people on our petition within a week, and then, you know, half a million ultimately, which just didn't, hadn't happened before in 98. Yeah. Well, it's intriguing to me because from my side of the political spectrum, Move On seems like one of those organizations that started with a reasonable thing that lots of people from both sides could agree with. And over the past, you know, 15 years, it migrated to be a reasonable, a fairly, um, you know, far left leaning and, and quite vindictive uh, organization. This is how, that's how it looks from the standpoint of, of someone who doesn't share all of the, the political goals. Do you think there's been a migration there? And is this, is this something that happens to organizations over time? Sometimes they, they drift towards one extreme or the other. I don't agree with it. Okay. Um, but I understand that that is the story that's told on the right. Mm-hmm. The ele- once you get involved in elections, that is by its nature an adversarial process. So once we try and elect new leadership, that put us in that particular camp. So if you actually look at what Move On works on, typically are things where it's really mainstream and popular. But but do you um, think there is a is a tendency on many groups that are in one way or other involved in issues that certainly touch on politics for there to be this migration or for there to be this reinforcement of the of the echo chamber or the conversation silo where you get one group of people migrating to that group? There's certainly a progressive voice that comes together at Move On. And we have the ability for our members to start petitions, and those petitions that get the most response are the ones that we share the most broadly. And I, I do believe if you take a look that in general, 
what Move On members have been working on are things that a lot of people can agree on. It's, you know, being upset about Flint, Michigan, I think most people are appalled at what happened there. Yeah. So, John, what I think is so interesting and kind of cool about livingroomconversations.org, as you say, you're a progressive, you know, with strong liberal views on a lot of issues. And I think Mm -hmm. this is exciting because often when people say, oh, let's all get together and compromise, they assume that all reasonable people should all coalesce around the center. Actually, our political system has a lot of diversity of opinions that somebody who's fairly far left and someone who's fairly far right it's actually really important for them to have a conversation. They don't have to be moderates to talk to each other. Correct. And Living Room Conversations is a group of partners, and I have wonderful conservative partners that allow me to better understand what the opportunities and challenges are in all sorts of issue areas. I'm still deeply concerned about climate change, and I don't believe we can come up with the solutions necessary through an adversarial process. It's going to require us to be working together. One of the conversations I had recently was co-hosted with Rod Richardson, who believes in free market solutions and has the concept for a clean energy tax cut. It's an area where, you know, we just might have some agreement. Well, especially if you're results-oriented. You know, I mean, that's, you're right. That's an excellent example of an area where people sometimes get hung up on their uh, their their political orientation instead of saying, how do we reduce CO2? You know, let's be pragmatic about it. And we've done a number of shows touching on, on exactly this kind of issue. Yeah. And uh, you use the term compromise. And, I'm, you know, unfortunately, that's more and more become a term for lose-lose solutions. And we really want to be creating win-win solutions as much as possible. Um, that's, that's the big opportunity here, is once we stop seeing each other as the enemy, but as friends that have different viewpoints, then all sorts of things become possible. Joan Blades, thanks for joining us. Uh, a great source of uh, uh, there's a lot there's a lot that you've said and, that and, I think all of us can can think about and also just what an important project I mean it's so much in keeping with what Richard and I set out to do when we launched this this podcast it's so missing from our discourse and and to to model this kind of of positive exchange as you say not necessarily about compromise but about finding these win win solutions I'm going to start adopting that language because I think that's a really great way of looking at it. It doesn't always have to be both sides have to give up a lot, especially if you focus on really tangible things that you can achieve. Um, right. So I'm I it just really um, it's a very inspiring message. One of the things that I think came out of the conversation with Joan is that if you focus on a solution when you go in, even if you have wildly different opinions, you can get there. Okay. And the best example is the jury room. Mm-hmm. I was on a jury involving an armed robbery case. We didn't get along very well at all, but the three days of deliberations brought a verdict. And, and it was really kind of an extraordinary process of people of all different viewpoints and different walks of life coming together on something. Right, right. But, but I want to push back on something you said. I think what's so interesting, what opened my eyes uh, here is she said, first, 
you don't necessarily start with the solution. You start with just talking and understanding the other person. I loved her point about acknowledging differences. Your goal of the conversation isn't to drag someone over to your side or to prove that they're horrible, uh, which I think is way too much of our political discourse, even among friends today. Um, And instead, just start to understand each other. And the understanding comes first. And then you can start identifying the areas in which you do agree and, and where, you know, and start coming up with some practical solutions. But but acknowledging that people can talk together and and they may never completely agree, but they can still talk. That's what's revolutionary about this. It's not about winning. And there's also this great quote on, on their website, on livingroomconversations.org, that quotes uh, the writer Eugene Ionescu. I think I have the pronunciation right. And he said, it's, it's not the answer that enlightens, it's the question. Right. So, you know, I'm such a strongly opinionated person that I have to remember that in my head. Ask a question rather than make a statement. Yes, yeah. And I, I find, you know, having had a lot of not very fruitful political debates with friends and because, and, you know, I'm, I'm a, as I say, I'm a squishy libertarian in a, in a very, very liberal community and I'm totally fine with that. But, um, but I do find that it's hard to have a conversation that doesn't escalate into, into shouting and, and ultimately often shaming. This is, this is this modern thing that's going on in our society right. is the effort to shame people that you disagree with. We're seeing this on college campuses. We're seeing it on Facebook. We're seeing it, you know, across social media. And, and I come from mainstream media, and boy, have we seen it through, you know, talk radio. Liberals love to say, oh, well, this came from talk radio with Rush Limbaugh and with uh, Sean Hannity and people on the right. It did, but it also has come on the left. I mean, Bill Maher uh, on HBO, uh, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. Maybe John Stewart. And, and John Stewart and, and John Oliver, who, yeah. who sometimes does great work. But still, you have that kind of shaming or at least the view that if people don't agree with you, they're idiots. They're idiots. Yeah. And let's have fun pointing out what idiots they are. You know, there's this in-crowd confidence instead of the humility of saying, hmm, you know, some people don't agree with me. Maybe there's something I don't know. That's that's not fun. It's much more fun to make fun of other people. And I, what I'm so interested in livingroomconversations.org is you really you can't just say, oh, let's sit down and try to have a nice conversation. You really got to work at this. Yeah. Well, the thing that really interests me is actually doing one, and maybe we should host one. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of doing one in our our local community, um, and and just getting together with some neighbors and people who I like, who I don't necessarily agree with. Your idea of doing something on a very contentious local issue is is really, I mean, where where it could, you know, something very fresh in people's minds. It's not abstract. Okay, Jim, let's do it. This is How Do We Fix It? I'm Richard Davies. And I'm Jim Meggs. And our producer is Miranda Schaefer. And we are recording this at Mono Lisa Studio. Here in beautiful uptown Manhattan. And our engineer is Denise Barbarita. The show is produced by Davies Content. We make digital audio for businesses and nonprofits. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 